the League of Women Voters of Dane County and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. Dane County Board, District 21. Here's your moderator, Mona Steele. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Mona Steele, and I would like to introduce one of the candidates for Dane County Board, District 21, David Wiganowski. Harvey Potter could not be with us today. To start, you will have three minutes to give an opening statement which answers the following question. What is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for the Dane County Board, and why are you running? Well, not necessarily in the chronicle order that you gave me. I'm running. I've served now for eight terms, 16 years on the county board. I was town chairman of the town of Burke for 10. I enjoy working with the constituents and many of the people out there. As for my education, I'm an East High graduate of Madison. That's all the further I went was 12 years. My dad always said the school of hard knocks was a little more to learn by than not. College wasn't really a requirement at the time I graduated. Uh, I made it through the high school and then uh, I met my wife and was married. Uh, I've been elected as a Tavern League president uh, to run my organization for three years. I was a director on the state Tavern League organization uh, for the state rules and regulations on it. And I just think my background is serving and making myself available to my constituents is a good option why I'd continue to run. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we have a question for you. Now, given state and local reductions in funding, what budget items are you most interested in supporting in the, at the county level, and what would you cut? Well, that's kind of a, a tricky question in a way, but the things we've got to really be responsible for is, is for seniors and people with physical disabilities, we've got to make sure that we keep proper funding and services in there so they can live independently in the community like the rest of us do, and that's very important because they usually can't fend for themselves. As for what I would cut, I guess I'd cut back on the borrowing and buying parkland or swampland or whatever you want to call it, wetlands, everybody has a different opinion what it is, uh, are borrowing because every time we borrow, for every million dollars we borrow, uh, we don't have to pay that back this year, but next year it's $74,000 in just interest alone. So you'll see your taxes increase constantly. So we've got to cut down on the borrowing a little bit and the spending for the, what I'm going to call pet projects or needless projects. We've got to start prioritizing a little bit and working a little more with the Human Service Department to eliminate some of the waiting lists and the waiting lines that are out there for the people. Okay, thank you. Um, what is the most important issue for your district? And how do you intend to work on it? Uh, well, when I've been out doing doors and talking to people, uh, the taxes seem to be a lot. I'm in an area where the taxes have went up. Uh, an awful lot of seniors that live there that are on fixed income or people that have retired a little early. And a lot of the talk is, well, your county budget went up 8% or 7.9 and the state went up a little bit, schools went up, how can we continue to pay that? We didn't get a raise in our Social Security for the last year and we're not going to get one next year. Mm -hmm. How are we going to continue to live? So they're really concerned about the taxes, seems to be the biggest factor of what I've talked and then they seem to get on the job market. Uh, somebody, either their grandson or their son or their daughter, somebody has been laid off or they're having tough times so they might lose their home. So those are 
two of the biggest factors that I seem to find when I come there. We discuss many things, and a lot of the seniors just happy to talk about things in general, but that seemed to be the two topics that hit the most on. Okay. Um, you've been on the county board for a while. Do you intend to stay on the committees that you're on, or would you look for a different uh, committee well, assignment? Well, the, the chair of the board, whoever that may be and gets elected, it picks a committee as you go. I served on human services. Uh, well, I must have been a good eight or ten years of my time that I've been there. I chaired the, the transportation committee for a while, and presently I serve on public works, and I'm on the executive committee. Now, public works deals in the roads and so forth, and it seems like we've shorted that quite a bit. We try to raid the roads, and we're doing kind of band-aid approach to try to keep them fixed when some of them need major overhauls. But uh, I think I'd like to get on finance, uh, running my own business with my wife, and I have run it for now, it'll be 29 years of trying to make ends meet when things are tough or not. And I think I could add a lot to finances to what you could do or not do and how to run it. Okay. Um, with the board's vote to form the Regional Transportation Authority, how much should the board monitor its work and what, do you, what, what would you like to see as its priorities? Well, to start with, I don't think the board has any authority anymore. I think we gave that away when we voted to create an RTA board. Uh, I was a little disgusted with that and so were my constituents that we were going to take a non-elected body to have condemnation and taxing authority. I think we lost that authority. We can talk to those people continuously, but from what Corporation Council told us is they're in charge. We have nothing to do on the board anymore. So I'm a little concerned with that. But if they do something, I hope that they at least will look at expanded bus services. Uh, maybe that would go around the county as a whole. Uh, maybe the one the city runs could be expanded or the county could take it over, for an example, where they could maybe go into Stoughton or Cambridge or some prairie and we could take care of our seniors and things with specialized transportation. So surely enhancing the bus system that's out there now would be more appropriate, I think, and more fundamental than trying to make a commuter rail or a train at this time. That might be something that could be down the road in the future, but uh, is the way Madison's laid out with the lake, I'm not sure that a train or a commuter rail would be the best. I think maybe an overhead tram might better service the community with the lakes and so forth, and I think it might also work as a tourist attraction if we needed to go down that road. Oh, okay. In, definite, in difficult economic times, how do you believe the board should balance fiscal restraint with assisting county residents that are most in need? You've talked about that a little bit With the already. seniors and what we have to do, right. uh, we have to be a little more prudent in what we spend on. We have to, to back up a little bit. And I think what we have to do with some of those programs is, is maybe have external audits to somebody to come in to find out if a program that we're funding is really doing what it was intended and are we really servicing the people or are we spending more on administrative costs than what we're doing. So audits to check it and to make sure that it's functioning for the people that are in need would be something that I would support. Okay. What do you see as the best ways for the county board to work with other local governmental bodies in D Dane County? Well, that one would be a good one if the county exec would maybe try to work with them a little bit rather than dictate to them what she wants them to do. And the example I'll use is the inoperable radios. Uh, we're talking about that, whether the county funds it all or the local municipalities. And some of the municipalities have talked about opting out already because they don't think they can afford it or there's caps on top of what they can borrow or not. So if we're really gonna do a good job, I think the county should maybe pick it all up and figure out a ways uh, to pass it on or work. It's, it's a big deal to make sure that our ambulances and our fire trucks and our first responders are all proper. So it's gotta be more communication with the fourth floor to the towns associations and the villages and the cities. And I think they've gotta sit down at a round table and all work together. You can't be just because I'm over here, I got more authority or you're over here. I've seen some of those battles go on. It's almost like a turf battle. And uh, 
I support local control a little bit with local governments to do that. So I think with the, the county board supervisors as well as the county exec and towns association or village and presidents maybe sitting at a table and trying to do what's best for Dane County rather than what's just best for their area. Okay. How do you plan to keep in contact with your constituents? Well, uh, the wife and I run a, a bar and a restaurant, so we see a lot of our customers that come in to patronize our place for a beverage or a sandwich. Uh, I do do flyers. I just sent out a mailing. I think I sent out 5,400 flyers that just went out this week. Some of them got in. I got a couple of calls yesterday that they received theirs. Uh, I do do phone calls. I go out in the community and I go to town meetings when they have it sometimes or village meetings. I stay active in the parades or if they call me or if the fire department calls to help them maybe with their Safe Rider program, which I did in the past. Uh, any way to make myself available and that's what I put on my flyer is my availability. You can call me at work, you can come in to see me. I've left my email, my phone number for work and for home. You don't have to call to make an appointment to see when you can get in to see me if it's in my day job or office. I'm available for whenever they need me and I'll try to listen and hopefully we can, we can work something out. Okay. At this time you have uh, time for a one minute closing statement. Well I hope that everybody in uh, District 21 will continue to support me as they have in the past. Uh, I've enjoyed meeting with them and my availability if you need me to get a hold of me, but I hope you'll continue to support my candidacy in the past, and uh, if you have in the past, excuse me. And uh, like I said, I'll be available and on my flyers, which you should have received is there, and if not, please contact me at my place of work and I'll try to get back to you or email me at dwigannowsk at aol.com is my email and I will respond if I hear a message from you. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. I'd like to thank the viewers for watching and remind that everyone that, that the general election is Tuesday, April 6th. Please vote. If you would like more information about voting procedures or would like to obtain a copy of the League's Voter Guide Candidates Answers, call the League office at 32, I'm sorry, 232-9447. Again, I'm Mona Steele on behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I thank you for joining us.